This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. And they're setting up, and I'll give you the name right now, and I'm not saying it because of his history here. I'm saying it because of what we just described, a right-handed bat that's an upgrade over J.D. Davis, and that guy's Wilmer Flores. Like, Wilmer Flores, when he was here, and Hoff, you're laughing. It has nothing to do with his history here. I swear to you, I'm not... I don't have an emotional attachment where I've got to bring Wilmer Flores back. I don't. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not fighting you on it. I, I don't disagree with the move. I just would be like, it'd be one of those things where it's like, of course, Wilmer's the guy that we get in the trade deadline because I don't disagree. If you look at his numbers, you look at what he does against left-handed pitching, and overall, he's been serviceable for the for the Giants all season long. So, well, I, I don't here's what it comes down to. Here's what it comes down to. Here's my simple point for anyone scoffing at the idea of Wilmer Flores. Look at his numbers this year. He's an upgrade over J.D. Davis. No one can argue that. I mean, he, he just is. He's got a 780 OPS. He's hit 15 home runs. He's got 55 RBIs. And while these this year's splits don't indicate it, which I'll get to in a second, in his career, he's a lefty masher. That's what he was. I mean, that his best role is facing lefties. And if I you follow what I just said, which is Vogelbach's an upgrade over Dom. They made that deal. Naquin's an upgrade over Jankowski to make that deal. Now the move is probably a slight upgrade over J.D. Davis. Well, that's Wilmer Flores, because he is. The The only weird thing about Wilmer this year is I remember from his days with the Mets, and certainly just looking at his career numbers, he's much better against lefties than righties. He's the perfect platoon guy with a righty masher like Vogelbach. But I was looking at his numbers this year. It's not that he's bad against lefties the numbers are actually really similar like his OPS is basically the same lefties righties but he's slightly better in just about every category against right-handed pitching so this year's been what I would say is an outlier I really do because we watched him for a big bulk of his career but if they are going to do what I'm projecting they're going to do which is not get that big everyday DH back because JD Martinez is an everyday player he's not a freaking platoon player He's not coming here to play once in a while with Vogelbach facing righties. That's not the case. J.D. comes here, he plays. Um, if they are looking at continuing to improve on the margins, and the Giants, I think, are going to sell, 
Flores makes sense. And I'm not saying it based on any emotional attachment. Where am I wrong? He also gives you position versatility, which we know Billy Epler cares about. And, and if I'm correct, Flores is basically playing almost every day. It's not like he's just like only playing against lefties and getting some fair share against right-handed b- pitching too. He's He's got 330 at-bats this season. That's like yeah. Lindor's 385. He's not that far off. No, no, he's an everyday player for them. I mean, he's not coming here to be an everyday player because I would look at his career numbers as more of an indicator on what he is. Now, maybe he's grown as a hitter. I should look, what did he do last year, lefty-righty splits? Because did it really change last year? I'll give you the numbers right now. No, nah, he, was, he was better against lefties. It was, it was close, though. Like, it's not an incredible disparity, but against lefties last year, 288 average, 803 OPS, six home runs against righties, 248 average, so 40 points lower, 771 OPS, 30 points lower, 12 home runs. So it's not a huge disparity, but he and his career has been better against left-handed pitching. And, I, and I'd have to imagine the price tag on a Wilmer Flores cannot be that high. It just can't be. The Contreras thing is interesting if the Cubs get off the price tag because I am actually buying, you know, Andy Martino put it out uh, on Sunday, and I believe this. Martino put out an article that the Mets don't want to be Pete Crow or Armstrong again, that they look back at last year's deal where they gave up such a good prospect and Pete Crow Armstrong for Trevor Williams, for Javier Baez. They don't want to give up a prospect like that again. Now, you could look at that article two ways. It's posturing. We see this a lot in the NBA with things that are leaked out with a purpose, that it's the Mets 48 hours before the deadline saying, we're not trading our top prospects. Like, look, we're badasses. We'll walk away from the table. We're not going to give in to your demands, Chicago, or your demands, Boston. So that's one possibility, and it's certainly a possibility. And the other one is, it's the truth that the Mets go into this deadline. Yeah, they want to win a World Series, but they don't look at the players available as worth Francisco Alvarez, Beatty, Vientos, Ramirez, guys like that. It's not that, oh, the Mets are prospect hugging. It's, we don't think these prospects are worth these guys. Like, Wilson Contreras is an upgrade, but it's not worth this. J.D. Martinez is an upgrade, but it's not worth this. Obviously, Juan Soto's different. Shohei Otani is different. So, you could take that information one of two ways. I kind of believe they're not going to trade a top prospect. Like, I'm... I'm naive enough, or maybe it's true, to believe that they're going into this deadline saying, here are the needs we have, but we're not willing to give up this, this, and this for a player on this level. But tell me if I'm wrong, Pete, DH or not, I'm going out here 48 hours before the deadline saying it's the bullpen. Like, that's that's the number one priority. If you don't add a bat, fine, but you have to add a high-leverage reliever before this bullpen, before this deadline ends. Oh my god! And I still can't believe, like, I, even in the Reds trade, I'm like, okay, they get a bullpen arm. He goes to the AAA because he's not, he's nothing. I'm still waiting to, to for that arm to come through. They they need to. And I, now, listen, I heard that haters now being talked about just in general with like other teams. I don't want any part of hater. He's had an awful, awful season recently. Like the, the he's what what's his ERA over the past like 12 games? Like 11.52 something like that. It's just brutal. But I I don't know what arm they're gonna land. And again. I keep on hearing the Padres now are really in on Contreras and Robertson, which makes me think a little bit. If they're in on Robertson and Contreras, if they land those two players, Soto has less ability to, to be moved. 
Is that mean that the Mets might be able to swoop in to steal him, or is that just forget about? Oh, Soto stop! Stop with this! Ah, come on. Look, I, I want Juan Soto too. It's not as if I'm, you know, brushing it off because I don't want Juan Soto. I do. But two things. Number one, I'll say it right now. I don't think he's getting traded before the deadline. I don't. I don't. I, I think that their price tag is so incredibly high, rightfully so, that even if they get a bunch of monster offers, I don't know if this is going to be the moment that maybe they wait till the offseason. I think they will trade him at some point. I'm just not convinced it's going to happen before the August 2nd trade deadline, which is weird to say. I'm so used to July 31st, and we're recording this on July 31st, so I'm still feeling like the deadline should be today. But should be over not, at 4 o'clock. They're not getting Juan Soto. Now, you have to understand this, and every Met fan has to understand this. They are not trading the Mets Juan Soto. And for anyone who gets annoyed about me saying Mike Rizzo won't trade inside the division— I'm not agreeing with Mike Rizzo's sentiment. I'm just telling you the facts. So forget Juan Soto. I hope he doesn't end up in L.A. I hope he doesn't end up in San Diego. I hope he doesn't end up in St. Louis. When the Mariners got Luis Castillo, you're right, considering the prospect booty they gave up. It's unlikely Juan Soto ends up in Seattle. But he's not going to be a freaking New York Met before August 2nd. It's not going to happen. Now, as far as the Padres, what? What would you say? If the price tag if the price tag is that high though, then I can't see him being moved at all. And then I agree. you're looking at a guy like Contreras, potentially if if the San Diego Padres are that desperate for a bat, they will land the Contreras. But the Mets get But the Mets aren't gonna uh, I don't think I'll phrase it this way. I don't think the Mets are gonna all of a sudden see the Padres going at hard after Contreras and say, All right, F it. We're gonna go trade so Beatty either. now for a rental. They they don't no. value Contreras as high as maybe other teams do, or certainly the Chicago Cubs do. They don't. No, but that means they'll lose Robertson. And that's the guy. That's well, they the guy. That's they don't the have guy. to be connected. I mean, they're, they're, the Cubs are selling a lot of different guys, and I don't necessarily think that Contreras and Robertson have to be connected at the hip. They don't. And there no, are, but they need both in arms, too. Look, and, and, and by the way, you brought up Josh Hader. I don't. I know he's been struggling recently, but why would a first-place team in the Milwaukee Brewers mess around right now unless they're convinced, oh, my God, he's done? (laughs) Unless they're just convinced, okay, he sucks. Let's sell him before people realize it. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Because the Brewers are a first-place team. They're not selling. Uh, If anything, they're going to try to fortify and win a championship and win that National League Central. That's what they're thinking about. But I'm in a position, and maybe this is what hasn't happened over the last few days that has caused me to think this way. I think they can live without adding a catcher. I think they can live without adding an everyday DH. I really do. I can't live relying on Trevor May coming back Wednesday. I can't live with the idea of, well, Tyler McGill will come back and he'll pitch out of the bullpen. I can't live on trusting that Adam Adovino is going to continue to be as brilliant as he's been. And I can't live with them having nobody who throws from the left side. 
because it ain't going to be David Peterson anytime soon. He's going to come back into the rotation for that doubleheader, and they've got a few doubleheaders. So they're going to need David Peterson in that starting role. They have to add bullpen help. And so I know that star power is the thing for a lot of people, and the offense is still something that could use an upgrade, and of course it could. Could they use another slugger in their order? Sure. Now, when you play a game on Sunday and you get 19 freaking hits and you don't hit a home run, you're like, oh, I don't need power. I think what we saw Sunday, which was awesome, keep called it a tsunami of offense, uh, those are outliers. Like, you're going to need to hit some home runs in the postseason, but it's the bullpen, stupid. That's what it is. And if you don't believe me, just remind yourself that Trevor Williams was asked to get big outs on Friday night in a close game. And I can't, I don't know what Trevor May is. I don't want to hear about it. You know, Chris Christie said that to Craig and I the other day. Well, Evan, Trevor May's coming back. Great. What the hell does that mean? Trevor May's coming back. What the hell is he? What is he? Is he Cy Young in his prime? What does that mean, Trevor May's coming back? Great. If Tre- he's a nice guy. If Trevor May he's pit- a nice guy. If, Very nice guy. Oh, he's a fantastic guy. If Trevor May pitches well, that's fantastic. That's an added bonus. You know, great. But I, I can't buy that logic of Trevor May is like a trade deadline deal. No, he's not. It's it's an overrated relief pitcher coming back after injury. That's what it is. So it's the bullpen. Pete, it's the bullpen. That's what needs to be done before Tuesday night. The bullpen. How many, how many, okay, because now I can ask it in the next podcast. We're going to do an emergency one on Tuesday. So for everyone for an alert, we're just getting a little rumor here. Tuesday, there will be a podcast after the deadline and also because something else is happening that day. (laughs) But in your your opinion, how many deals will be done by the Mets? Because we're, or let's put it this way, not, not deals. But how many acquisitions will be coming our way? You, because I still think we need three bullpen arms. That's a lot of arms. Three, three, <laughs> three bullpen arms. Yes, the guy from the Reds doesn't count. Whatever. Yeah, no, 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 no. That uh, Philip Deal was a kind of a depth guy, you know. And they they even called up Sam uh, Clay, another left-handed reliever. Those are just depth guys. Though Nagosik, I'm curious to see more of. Nagosik has actually looked good at times when he's been up here. Even Yoan Lopez has looked good. But again. You're trying to win a championship. This is not, you know, audition time. Um, the amount of deals is overrated because if I would have told you two weeks ago the Mets will have made two trades, you would have said, great, Daniel Vogelbach, nice move. Tyler Naquin, nice move. They're on the margins kind of deals. So it's not about the amount of trades. It's about the impact of the trade. I have a really tough time believing, Pete, that they don't add a significant reliever at the deadline because I think Billy Epler knows that. And I don't think the price tag, whether it's David Robertson or someone else, and there are a lot of other relievers that you could add. Uh, I know Robertson is the most appealing. Really, the reason Robertson is the most appealing to me is because I don't have to worry about his ability to pitch in New York. That we've already seen it. And I think that's an added bonus. Sometimes we forget uh, that guys come over here and can't play here. Yankee fans know all about that with Sonny Gray and certainly more recently with Joey Gallo. So I think Robertson at least gives you that calmness of he'll be fine. You know, I'm not worried about his adjustment to New York. I'd have to think they're going to add a reliever. So my guess to you, Pete, is they're going to make one deal. It's going to be for a relief pitcher. I don't think it's going to be two or three deals. And I don't think they're going to add a DH. I'm kind of moving in that direction. And I don't think they're going to add a catcher because... 
and it really depends how Buck manages this. Tomas Nitto, as an everyday catcher, because of his defense, because of his ability every once in a while to run into a, a big hit, his ability to lay down a bunt sacrifice, which we saw the other day. And I, I give you something else. I want you to map this out with me. If you've got Nitto and you've got McCann, and you now have maybe Vogelbach off the bench, maybe Guillerme off the bench, maybe Escobar off the bench, right? Not everybody's going to play. So you look at a day like today, forget Starling Marte's off day. Forget that. You had Eduardo Escobar not starting today, right? So you had Escobar off the bench. You had J.D. Davis off the bench. I would treat the catcher spot with Nitto because I would start Tomas Nitto as uh, I'm probably going to use one time that one bullet late in the game because I've got a decent bench, and I think that matters. So, for example, close game late, I'm sending up Vogelbach to pinch hit for Tomas Nitto. I'm sending up Eduardo Escobar to pinch hit for Tomas Nitto. And so, Nito, Nito, not Nito, Nito. Sorry, I'm eventually going to get that. Uh, so I think you can do that. And then obviously after he pinch hits and you use that bullet, hopefully he comes through. You've got James McCann to take over. I know it's not ideal, but Nito really, Nito really is good defensively. And so if they're not going to get Contreras, because if they're not getting Contreras or they're not getting Christian Vasquez from Boston, I don't think Sean Murphy's going to get traded. So they're not going to add a catcher. It's not. Plus, I think Vasquez and Contreras in a lot of ways, like you said, are kind of attached to another guy they're going after. In Contreras' case, Robertson. In Vasquez's case, J.D. Martinez. But I think Buck, as a platoon manager, because this is becoming a platoon team, you've got your one bullet once a game to pinch hit for Tomas Nito late in the game. Because you've got what is now assembled to be a decent bench. Like, this is not a bad bench that the Mets have put together. So you've got somebody, depending on the starting pitcher, obviously, on who plays and doesn't play, you're going to have one pretty capable bat coming off the bench late in the game, one spot. Nito gets his first two at-bats, maybe three at-bats. That fourth time up, seventh inning, eighth inning, dare I say ninth inning, boom. I mean, I mean you laid it out perfectly, and I, I like it. Again, the depth in the bench is needed, so I, I'm all for it. And I... I still worry about the catching position a little bit. I can't have I, I, what is if is McCann set to come back? Yeah, is he delayed in any way? No, because you can't you can't you can't have if McCann gets hurt again, you can't have a combo of Mazika and Nito. Did I say it right? Yeah, no, you got it. Well, that's why they traded okay. for uh, Perez. <laughs> oh, but that doesn't come on. No, you really can't. I, listen, I don't disagree. I'm not going to go for an arm and a leg to get to get a, a a catcher, a backup catcher, or DH or whatever it is. But if it's it, you, I would still find if we can find a defense. If, if you're just getting these little defensive upgrades or little offensive upgrades, or whatever it is, I I'd do one more for a catching spot because I don't need Mr. in the uniform anytime soon. But by the way, and, and I think I mentioned this the last time, or I mentioned this on the air. I, I forget where this went. If they trade for Wilson Contreras, which I'd put it about 25%. I think it's possible because they are talking to Chicago. They are interested in David Robertson. If they get Wilson Contreras, I am not convinced he becomes the everyday catcher. I'm not. I think he catches a couple of days a week, depending on which pitchers are kind of developing chemistry with him. And then I think he's your right-handed DH. Because Contreras is another guy, he mashes left-handed pitching. And so I think that defensively because they know how good Nito is and they appreciate Nito. Now, you're going to have to carry three catchers if you do that. 
Because if you're DHing a catcher half the time, it's not ideal for versatility purposes to have your backup catcher essentially at the DH spot just in case you do want to pinch hit for your starting catcher. And now you got to move your DH to catcher. Screws the whole thing up. But I don't know if I'll ever be proven right about this because they'd have to trade for Wilson Contreras. But I think if they trade for him, he's a part-time catcher and he's a part-time DH. That's how I think they would use him. That's what I really do. 